Hear these words from John chapter 8. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. You may be seated. Friends, over the past few weeks, we've been looking at various uh, I am statements of Jesus. We've been looking at what Jesus says about himself, and we've heard Jesus say, I am the bread of life, I am that which leads to abundance. We've heard him say, I am the truth, I am the way things should be and the way things will be. And last week, we heard Jesus say, I am meek, and I am lowly in heart. I am humble, and I am restrained, so come to me all who are weary and heavy burden, and you will find rest. And this week, we're talking about light. Now, I want to share that Adair and I are excited because we've officially been Noonan residents for a year, Uh, and so we celebrate that. And uh, last year, we bought our first house here in town, and something I've never realized, I'm learning so much about being a homeowner, and you all told me I would, um, Something I've never realized until recently is that when you own a home, specifically if that home has a basement, um, you will think that your house is clean and tidy um, when it is far from it because you throw everything in the basement. It's kind of great. There's no more need for a trash can. There, forget about any leftover boxes that you moved from one house to the other. You need a place to put everything you own? Just throw it in the basement. And the great part is, it's so dark down there, there's so many unlit corners and places to hide stuff that you don't really ever see how bad it gets. So it's fantastic. It's it's one of the great joys of homeownership. Now, last weekend my parents came to town, and anytime you have company, it's also good, I've learned, to have an activity. So I mentioned to them, I want to see if we can organize the basement just a little bit. It shouldn't take too long. And so Monday morning, we all got up, we had our coffee, Uh, We talked a little bit, we pet the dog, and we went down to the basement. Now, up to that moment, I had expected to spend maybe an hour or two at the most, just tidying up, just doing a little bit. But when we walked down the steps and I flipped the light on, I saw in full HD brightness just how messy our basement was, And I immediately knew, I had that feeling that you get when you know you're about to spend all day on something uh, and your expectations were wrong. It's amazing to me how that little bit of light changed everything I saw in that moment. And as soon as it was on, as soon as that switch was flipped, I was granted new understanding, new expectations, a new look at life, not to mention a schedule, a brand new schedule for that whole day. And all I did was turn on the light. (laughs) I really think, I've been thinking about it this week, I think our lives are filled with things like that, moments where the switch is flipped, the light comes on, and very suddenly we see things, we see life differently than we ever did before. Now perhaps, maybe you're in the same place I am, that that it's as silly as turning on the literal light in the basement and seeing the mess, or perhaps, perhaps for you it's more important, it's a different moment, a moment when you met a person, or a friend, or a spouse, and meeting them felt like flipping a switch. You knew at that moment that life was going to be different. 
Or maybe for you, it was a moment you had a child, you became a father or a mother, and maybe the, that flipped a switch and everything changed, or you became an uncle or an aunt or a grandparent, and life was different after that. Maybe it was a change of, of a job. You suddenly moved from one career to another, from one employer to the next, and the switch was flipped, and you were, una- you were able to understand that life in the old job was not what it was meant to be, that this is different, something's different. Or maybe for you, it was the loss loss of a friend or a loved one, or maybe there was a tragedy, or maybe there was a diagnosis or an injury or an illness that made you realize how precious life is, and with that, the light came on and you saw things differently. It changed the way you understood everything. Whatever it is, I think we all have moments in our lives where the switch is flipped, the light comes on, and we can see better than we ever have before. There are moments of clarity. Now, honestly, I think most of the time, we're more on a little bit of a dimmer switch, where we're gradually growing and changing. But there are moments, I think, when it feels like somebody has flipped the light on and things are different. And I can't help but carry that image of a light switch with me every time Jesus talks about light, specifically in the Gospel of John. Because in John's Gospel, that is kind of the function of Jesus. Jesus is the incarnation of that moment when the light comes on and everything changes. You see it in the very beginning. In John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What came into being through the Word was life, and the life was light for all people. And this light came into the world in Jesus. In other words, God found a way to turn on the light in the world, and that light was named Jesus. From the very beginning, John establishes Jesus as the light that God has brought into the world, this moment in history that serves as the light switch for all history. And not only does John describe Jesus this way, Jesus describes himself this way. He claims it in our passage today. Connor read it, I am the light of the world. But he doesn't stop there. It's all over John's gospel. One chapter over, Jesus says again, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Elsewhere in John, Jesus says, I have come as a light into the world so that everybody who believes in me won't have darkness. Even as early as his conversation with Nicodemus in chapter 3, Jesus is trying to get that message out there. The light came into the world, but people loved darkness. The gospel of John, to me, might as well be called the gospel of light. Light is everywhere. It's in the descriptions of Jesus, and it is in Jesus' descriptions of himself. I am the light of the world. I am the switch that God has flipped, allowing the revealing and powerful light to shine and grant new understanding, new perspective, transformation, and new life to those who believe it, so that this same light might reflect to all. It's exactly what Jesus is saying in John chapter 12. As long as you have the light, he says, as long as I'm here, believe in the light so that you might become people whose lives are determined by the light. So that then the light will be within you and shining through your lives. You will be children of light and you will help me to light up others. He says it in Matthew 5, you are the light of the world. So let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. In his description of the purpose of literal light, I love this, Pastor Leslie Weatherhead says this, it is not a good thing to look at the light, 
But a light does not exist to be looked at. It exists to light up other things. Indeed, the function of Jesus is not unlike that of turning on a light in a crowded and cluttered basement. He exposes and he reveals and he shines light on the way things really are. He asks us to believe in him and to get to the work of cleaning up, of decluttering. He flips the switch on the world and then does so in us as individuals and invites us into the work of the light, into the work of lighting up other things. A lot of you know the name Robert Louis Stevenson, the writer of Treasure Island and many other stories. He tells the story of growing up in Scotland and watching uh, the street lamps lit each night. And in those days, street lamps didn't just come on automatically. People were hired to light each and every single one. So one evening, as the lamplighters did their work, climbing their ladders, lifting the glass lid, lighting the torch, shutting the lid, and climbing down, and moving on to the next lamp, young Stevenson, young Robert Louis Stevenson, was in awe. And dusk settled into night. One light would be kindled, and then another, and then another. And he would turn to his parents and say, look at what they're doing. They're punching holes in the darkness. I love that. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Those who follow me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And with that light, they will help me to punch holes in the darkness. Indeed, that is our calling. That is the task of the one who lives in the light and follows the light. There are many places in this world that are still dark. And so as we follow the light, our very reflection of that light works to punch holes in the darkness, to flip the light switches in the dark places. St. Teresa of Calcutta, she talks about once meeting an old man who was living in really rough conditions. And of course, she and her sisters took care of so many people, but one way they did so was they, they would go into homes and clean houses and do laundry and bathe people. Mother Teresa talked with this old man who was in a rough spot and asked him for permission to clean his home, and he said, no, you can't do that. But at last, she was able to convince him And while she was cleaning, she found a very beautiful old lamp covered in dirt and dust. And she said, do you not light the lamp? And he said, for whom? Nobody comes here. I never see anybody. Nobody comes to me. I don't need to light the lamp. So she said to him, if we, if the sisters come to you, will you light the lamp? And he said, yes, I'd light the lamp. And after that day, the sisters would go to visit him, and he would light the lamp. And years later, that old man asked the sisters to deliver a message to Mother Teresa. Tell my friend that the light she lit in my life is still burning. It sounds like that man had a switch flipped. Sounds like he had some light come into the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. It sounds to me like Mother Teresa was good at punching holes in the darkness, through simple things, through simple visits. Her life was determined by the light, and she was determined to reflect it. The letter of 1 John, a little later in the New Testament, says this, it's the person who loves the brother and sister who dwells in God's light and doesn't block the light from others. The way we know we've been transferred from death to life, from darkness to light, is that we love our brothers and sisters. Anyone who doesn't love is as good as dead. If you see some brother or sister in need and have the means to do something about it, but turn a shoulder and do nothing, what happens to God's love? What happens to God's light? It disappears. 
and you made it disappear. (laughs) It gets darker, and you made it so. No, friends, practical, real love is the only way we'll know we're living truly, living in God's reality, living in God's light. It reminds me of Dr. Martin Luther King who said, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. So friends, I'm here to challenge you today that if you see some darkness, shine some light, get to work flipping the switch on, punching some holes in the darkness because the light, Jesus Christ, resides in you. You have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you and in me. And we are to live our lives as those whose lives have already been determined by the light. Leo Tolstoy said it like this, just as one candle lights another and can light thousands of other candles, so one heart illuminates another and can illuminate thousands of other hearts. That's our task. I want to share one story and then I'm finished. Author Robert Fulgham tells a story of one of his professors, a man named Alexander Papaderos, who taught Robert in his class on Greek culture. And he said, toward the end of the last session of class, his teacher opened the door for questions. And Fulgham boldly asked, Dr. Papaderos, what is the meaning of life? (laughs) And after a few minutes, the professor pulled his wallet from his pocket, and he removed a tiny quarter-sized mirror and replied, when I was a small child, during the war, we were very poor and we lived in a remote village. One day, he said, on the road, I found this broken piece of a mirror. A German motorcycle had been wrecked in that place. And he said, I tried to find all the pieces and put them back together, but it was not possible. So I kept the largest piece. And he said, this one. And by scratching it on a stone over the years, I made it round. I began to play with it as a toy and became fascinated by the fact that I could reflect light into dark places where the sun would never shine, into deep holes and crevices and dark closets. It became, he said, a game for me to get light into the most inaccessible places I could find. I kept that little mirror, and as I went about My growing up, he said, I would take it out in idle moments and continue the challenge of the game. But as I became a man, I grew to understand that this was not just a child's game, but a metaphor for what I might do with my life. I came to understand that I am not the light or the source of light, but light is there, and it will shine in many dark places if I only reflect the light. Friends, this morning I want you to know that the light switch of history of the world has been flipped on. And that light is bright and shining and that light is named Jesus. May you know that Jesus is the light of the world and he has called you the same But friends, in calling us light, Jesus has invited us into the work of reflecting that light to the world. And the world needs it. Our world is so focused 
on dark, on criticizing, on demeaning, on tearing down anybody and everybody. Our world needs more people who can turn the lights on and share compassion and presence and patience and grace. It is indeed the person who loves brother and sister, who dwells in God's light and doesn't block the light from others. So friends, I invite you to get to work. Get out there, punch some holes in the dark, reflect that light into dark places. Light some lamps and keep them burning. Let us pray. God, we ask that you would light our lives. That you would continue to light our world, to show us the dark places and to invite us and to go with us and to guide us in the shining of your light. May we know you. May we know what it is you've done in the world and in our lives. And may we reflect that goodness and transformation to all that we meet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.